Hi, my name is Beth, and I am the host of the Seeking Light podcast. In a world that presents us with growth and challenges, there is tremendous light. And this podcast is a source of light through scriptural insights that I have gained through the years. Come join me as I share light in a world that can sometimes be confusing. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hello, hello, hello. So um, I know that I talk about weather a lot (laughs) because it means a lot to me to have beautiful weather. (laughs) But um, we have had the strangest thing happen the last few days. We've had a major cold spell, which is kind of shocking because we're more milder temperature climate here in Oregon, where I live. And um, we have had these temperatures drop down in the twenties. So it has been really, really cold. And, um, I'm so thankful the last two days, the sun has been out. It's been super cold, but the sun has been out. And I just think that one of God's greatest creations was as my daughter Bailey says, it is the sky. And I totally agree. And I love to go on walks and look at the earth. And so today is a beautiful day. I hope that all of you are having a beautiful day. So what is today's podcast about? Well, I want to share some thoughts with you that kind of led me to decide to do this uh, podcast because it's kind of a tricky topic. Um, I have been having some conversations and seeing some family members and friends and loved ones that have um, made me realize that we need to kind of have a little bit more of a voice out there about mental illness or depression. And I'm sure depression is within the mental illness or struggles that we are having. Um, I, I'm not an expert. I'm not a counselor. I'm not a therapist. I don't have a degree, but I just wanted to share with you some day today, some scriptures and quotes and personal experiences, and hope that this will shed some light for you in your life. Because if you don't struggle from seasonal depression or, um, maybe you have depression that is, is lifelong battle there, or maybe you don't at all, but there might be somebody in your life that could really, um, benefit from this podcast or from your love and empathy for them and helping us to be more compassionate toward one another. So first of all, I just want to share, I don't know if you've all watched the video from president Nelson. I think it came out about 10 years ago. It was an inspirational video called men's hearts shall fail them. And he talks about being on a plane. And I've brought this up in other podcasts where the plane, the engine went out and they started spiraling down to the earth. And there was a woman that was screaming and, and president Nelson said he was very, very calm. And, but he shared that in the last days, he quoted Luke 21, that, um, the earth would be in commotion. Nations would be fighting. There would be distress all over and men's hearts shall fail them because of fear. And, um, I thought about what's happening today. And if you listen to my last Tuesday's podcast about the book of Mormon and the constitution, there's a lot of uncertainty and commotion that's happening right now. And there's a lot of individuals that are suffering, especially with COVID that's hit the last two years. And the statistics are really, um, quite staggering. And 
one of the statistics that I pulled up, I was trying to grab another book I have for more statistics, but one in four people in the world will be affected by mental illness at some point in their lives. More than 16 million U.S. adults had at least one major depression episode in the past year. And then there's all these statistics about what's happening to our children, our young people as they suffer from depression or anxiety. So I, first of all, um, I have a nephew that's serving a mission in South America in Brazil, and he sends out a weekly um, email and I read them and I want you to know it breaks my heart. Um, he has completely immersed himself in the work and, and he really, he, he's gung ho. He studied, he gave his all, he worked hard to make the money to go out there. And, um, he writes in his letters, he's very positive just so you know, but he struck, he struggles. Um, he has companions that are struggling from depression or don't want to do the work. And so there will be days where he's in his apartment, hoping that they can come around or that he can do something to help them. Or he tries to talk to them, but they are, they, 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 there's a language barrier. And so you read his letters and you see this pain and suffering of wondering, are they going to get up today? Are we, are we going to be able to go work? Are we going to be able to meet people and contact? And I can sense this looming feeling of my, you know, painful knowing the companions are depressed and he's feeling it too. Right. So, um, I also thought about, um, I had a dear friend come over to my house last week and she has been trying desperately with her doctor to get the right medication for herself because she suffers from severe depression. And she shared with me that she just felt like life was so hard that there's really not much purpose. And we talked for hours about what she's going through. And then I thought about some of my children and some of the things that they've gone through at different times in their lives, where sometimes I didn't even know until they said to me, mom, I'm depressed. I'm suffering. And then when I hear that, I feel like I need to help. I need to figure this out. I need to, what can I do to help you? And that's not just one child. It's multiple children that struggle so much. Um, so I want to start our, and there's also just, just a reminder, episode 90 was my three nieces that were um, in college on a mission and in high school when COVID hit. And in episode 90, they share their honest, true feelings about what they went through when everything happened in their particular times of life. So if you have time, please go listen to it. But I want to start out this episode by reading a scripture in Alma 7, 11. It says, and he shall go forth, meaning the savior, suffering pains and afflictions and temptations of every kind. And this, that the word might be fulfilled, which saith he will take upon him the pains and the sicknesses of his people. And I would say that depression, anxiety, mental health is a pain and a sickness that we suffer from in this world. There's a beautiful talk by Elder Holland from October, 2013, and it's called like a broken vessel. And I remember when he gave this talk, it was really one of the first talks that I had heard where um, mental illness was very directly um, spoken to in general conference. 
and I could be wrong. So if there's another talk that please lead me to it, but I remember it was just very validating. And this is what elder Holland said in 2013. He said, I wish to speak to those who suffer some from some form of mental illness or emotional disorder, whether those afflictions be slight or severe or brief duration or persistent over a lifetime. We sense the complexity of such matters when we hear professionals speak of neurosis and psychosis, of genetic predispositions and chromosome defects, or, bi or bipolarity, paranoia, and schizophrenia. However, bewildering these all may be, these afflictions are some of the realities of mortal life, and there should be no more shame in acknowledging them than in acknowledging a battle with high blood pressure or the sudden appearance of a maligned, a malignant tumor <clears throat> in striving for some peace and understanding in these difficult matters. It is crucial to remember that we are living and chose to live in a fallen world where for, for divine purposes, our pursuit of godliness will be tested and tried again and again of greatest assurance in God's plan is that a savior was promised a redeemer who through our faith in him would lift us triumphantly over those tests and trials, even though the cost to do so would be unfathomable for both the father who sent him and the son who came. It is only an appreciation of this divine love that will make our own lesser suffering first bearable than understandable and finally redemptive. I have seen it come to an absolutely angelic man when his beloved spouse of 50 years passed away. I have seen it in new mothers with what is euphemistically labeled after baby blues. I have seen it strike anxious students, military veterans, and grandmothers worried about the well-being of their grown children. And I have seen it in young fathers trying to provide for their families. So <clears throat> I wanted to share with you, I, I really haven't talked about it much in my life, but you know what? With the thought of this podcast, I just felt like I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to share this with all of you. So in 2000, I, um, I had Carter January of 2000. And, um, just so you know, um, when I had Madeline in 1997, I'd had another baby in January and I had her in December. So I went through a lot of a mental, physical transformations. And it was quite difficult for me, um, to be honest. And so when we decided to have another baby and have Carter, I really did a lot of work on myself to try to prepare myself mentally, physically, and emotionally for a baby, for life, for the responsibilities I would have. And so I really felt quite prepared emotionally and physically for him to come. And when he was born, it was really great. He was nine pounds, two ounces, and I felt so prepared. I had Madeline. She was two years old here. I had Carter and I really was feeling on top of the world. Well, as time started going on, I started feeling deeper and darker in a hole and I felt myself spiraling down. And I kept trying to do everything I could to get out of that hole, but nothing was seeming to work. And, um, I, 
I was quite scared because when I went to see Carter's pediatrician, she could see the struggles that I was going through. And she's like, Beth, do you have anybody? Do you have anyone that can help you? Do you have anyone that could take the baby, take the kids, take Madeline and Carter and give you just a slight break an hour, two hours. And I was very afraid to be honest and open and share with people that I was struggling because my personality is one that everything's okay. I can take care of it. I'm good. I don't need help, but she could tell that I was really suffering. And so finally, um, when Carter was probably about four or five months old, um, I really, I sat down with Matt and I told him, I don't feel like I want to live. Um, I feel very alone. I feel very dark. I don't, I'm not, I don't have any feelings of hurting our children, but I literally just don't want to live. I don't want to exist. And so Matt and I went to, um, uh, my doctor and they said, well, we want to do a test on you. We wanted to, we kind of want to see where you're at with their depression. So they gave me a piece of paper and they had me mark it with numbers and, or I, I, I'm not sure. I, I honestly can't remember all the details, but I know that it was, you asked, they asked me questions and I answered the questions. <clears throat> well, she came back in the room and for sure, um, my depression was very bad. And then, so they suggested that they put me on, um, antidepressants. And I was really at a loss because I didn't know what to do. So I, I said, yes. So, um, the doctor prescribed me some medication and I started using that now right away. Um, I didn't feel highs or lows. I just felt kind of numb in the middle. Well, not numb, but I just felt in the middle. And so I started taking this medication and in that process too, they suggested that I try to find a therapist and maybe talk things out and get some tools to help me as I was processing this. And so I was able to find a therapist and Matt would come to some of the appointments with me. And he definitely gave me some great tools to work on and to catch myself heading down into these spirals. And I'm forever grateful because some of the tools he taught me, I use to this day. But I got to a point where I just didn't feel like me anymore. I just felt I didn't feel high. I didn't feel super low. I just felt in the middle, which was not me because I'm a quite emotional person. And I also, I'm, I, I do have spells of sadness and I wanted to feel that. So with time, I ultimately decided to, to go off the medication. But this thing really opened my eyes, this, this depression I went through. Because now I began to have so much more compassion and love for other women, specifically mothers around me that were suffering from depression. And they, I noticed that more women, um, that I was paying more attention and that I was trying to reach out to women that I could see similar signs of me and that I had gone through and trying to do my very best to be there as a listening ear. Um, to try to comfort them, do whatever I could to help them in their situations. And so I'm very grateful that I went through this um, depression for the time of frame that I did with Carter. Um, and I want you to know that it hasn't ended there. I have had multiple different time frames where I have suffered from uh, moments of depression that last longer than a week, two weeks, three weeks. And so this is something I'm constantly trying to work on and, and try to keep my head above water. So I don't feel like I'm drowning or that I'm lost or that I'm alone. 
in October 2021, Elder Eric Kopeske, I don't know if I said his name right, he gave a wonderful talk about mental illness. And he said, again, educating ourselves about mental illness prepares us to help ourselves and others who might be struggling. Open and honest discussion with one another will help this important topic to receive the attention it deserves. After all, information precedes inspiration and revelation. These all too often invisible challenges can affect anyone. And when we are facing them, they appear insurmountable. Now, what's very telling to me is, um, as I was thinking about doing a podcast on mental illness and depression, I had gone to the church website just to look up some things on a talk I was wanting to read. And in the very beginning, his talk on the front, um, webpage was literally there. And so I felt a second confirmation in my heart, but that I was supposed to do this, that I was supposed to record this podcast. So I'm thankful for witnesses, second witnesses. So I want to share a couple of scriptures with you. Um, this is in Alma 26, 27. If you can remember Alma and the um, sons of Mosiah, uh, they share, he says, now when our hearts were depressed and we were about to turn back, behold, the Lord comforted us and said, go amongst thy brethren, the Lamanites and bear with patience, thy afflictions. And I will give unto you success, success. So these sons of Mosiah and Alma, they were depressed. It says that they were depressed and they were about to turn back in Alma 56, 16. And this is, you know, the sons of Helaman, the, the, those that are fighting this battle against the Lamanite says, yea, they were depressed in body as well as in spirit for they had fought valiantly by day and toiled by night to maintain their cities. And thus they had suffered great afflictions of every kind. So these, these feelings of depression and suffering in body and spirit and feeling like you're toiling constantly and suffering great afflictions, they also experienced these feelings that we've had. Elder Holland shared in his talk in preventing illness whenever possible, watch for the stress indicators in yourself and in others that you may be able to help. As with your automobile, be alert to rising temperatures, excessive speed, or a tank low on fuel. When you face depletion, depression, make the requisite, ad requisite adjustments. Fatigue is the com common enemy of us all. So slow down, rest up, replenish and refill. Physicians promise us that if we do not take time to be well, we must assuredly, we most assuredly will take time later on to be ill. And if you think about the word like disease, 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 our bodies, if we don't take care of ourselves, if we don't watch our temperatures, like in a car, uh, speed fuel, we can be depleted and we can, um, pay for that over time. He also said, if things continue to be debilitating, seek the advice and repute of reputable people with certified training, professional skills, and good values. Be honest with them about your history and your struggles prayerfully and responsibly consider the counsel they give and the solutions they prescribe. If you had appendicitis, God would expect you to see seek a priesthood blessing and get the best medical care available. So too with emotional disorders, our father in heaven expects us to use all the marvelous gifts that he has provided in this glorious dispensation. 
So one thing that I thought about that I want to share with you was a scripture in second Nephi chapter two. When I was a teenager, I was struggling greatly with depression for a time frame because I just felt so alone. Um, my, my, my closest girlfriend was off at college. I spent most of my evenings and weekends with her mom walking and talking and, um, trying to get myself out of this hole I was in. Um, I was just feeling quite down. And one night when I was reading my scriptures, I read these scriptures and this is Nephi and it touched my heart so much. And it helped me kind of get out of my abyss and of just my, my youth of, you know, being a, a teenager, right. Feeling alone, feeling like I had nobody feeling like my closest friend was a 45 year old woman, you know, <laughs> and, um, which isn't bad, but I just want to, you know, I was going through this and this is the scripture I read that night. Nevertheless, notwithstanding the great goodness of the Lord and showing me his great and marvelous works, my heart exclaimeth, O wretched man that I am, yea, my heart sorroweth because of my flesh, my soul grieveth because of my iniquities. I am encompassed about because of the temptations and sins which do easily beset me. And when I desire to rejoice, my heart groaneth because of my sins. Nevertheless, I know in whom I have trusted. My God hath been my support. He hath led me through mine afflictions in the wilderness, and he hath preserved me upon the waters of the great deep. He hath filled, he hath filled me with his love, even unto the consuming of my flesh. He hath confounded mine enemies unto the causing of them to quake before me. Behold, he hath heard my cry by day, and he hath given me knowledge by visions in the night. And by day have I waxed bold in mighty prayer before him, yea, my voice have I sent up on high, and angels came down and ministered unto me. And upon the wings of his spirit hath my body been carried away upon exceedingly high mountains, and my eyes have beheld great things, yea, even too great for man. Therefore I was bidden that I should not write them. Oh, then... I have seen so great things. If the Lord in his condescension unto the children of men hath visited men in so much mercy, why should my heart weep and my soul linger in the valley of sorrow and my flesh waste away and my strength slacken because of mine afflictions? Okay. So just to stop there for a second, <clears throat> I felt when I was a teenager, I'm like, why am I going through this depression? I totally feel like heavenly father has like given me spiritual confirmation about my path. I'm on. I feel like I'm living a righteous life. I'm trying my very best. I am being on I'm doing everything I can. Why am I feeling these emotions of loneliness and depression and, um, just suffering. And I, you know, I, with, I did not, I have not had angels minister unto me. I mean, human angels, yes, <laughs> but not, not physical heavenly angels. Um, and I, you know, I, I had felt these feelings. And so I love when Nephi says, if the Lord in his condescension to have visited men in so much mercy, why should my heart weep? So I'm like, why am I going, why am I feeling these feelings? Why am I sorrowing? Why do I feel these frustrations in my physical body? And he says, why should I yield to sin because of my flesh? Yea, why should I give way to temptations that the evil one hath placed in my heart to destroy my peace and afflict my soul? Why am I angry because of my enemy? And then this is what I love 
and that brought me to want to share this scripture. And that night when I was reading, this is what it said, <clears throat> awake my soul, no longer droop in sin, rejoice on my heart and give place no more for the enemy of my soul. Do not anger again because of mine enemies. Do not slacken my strength because of my afflictions. Rejoice, O my heart, and cry unto the Lord and say, O Lord, I will praise thee forever. Yea, my soul will rejoice in thee, my God, the rock of my salvation. O Lord, wilt thou redeem my soul? Wilt thou deliver me out of the hands of my enemies? Wilt thou make me that I may shake at the appearance of sin? Now, I know Nephi keeps bringing up sin and, but he also, which is on this topic of mental illness and depression, he brings up afflictions. And so I want you to know, you know, it's, it's not always easy just to say, read your scriptures, say your prayers, go to the temple, do all those things. And I just love that the savior, he has come to this world for all, for anything that we have suffered. And that's what Nephi says. O Lord, wilt thou encircle me around in the robe of righteousness? Wilt thou make a way for my escape before my enemies? Wilt thou make my path straight before me? Wilt thou not place a stumbling block in my way, but that thou wouldest clear my way before me and hedge up my way by the ways of my enemy? O Lord, I have trusted in thee. I will trust in thee forever. I will not put my trust in the arm of flesh, for I know that cursed is he that putteth his trust in the arm of flesh. Yea, I know that God will give liberty to, liberally to him that asketh. Yea, my God will give me if I ask not a misc, a miss. Therefore, I will lift up my voice unto thee. Yea, I will cry unto thee, my God, the rock of my righteousness. Behold, my voice shall forever ascend unto thee, my rock and mine everlasting God. Amen. So for me, that was a tipping point for me to kind of step out of this sorrowful, darker, depressed place as a, as a senior in high school and to step closer into a light, knowing that Nephi had these feelings. And I don't know what he felt he had done that he, you know, but he, these enemies that he felt were out to get him and these afflictions, <clears throat> I felt like this was a stepping stone and an answer to me to just keep moving forward. Beth elder Holland in his talk, um, he said, Whatever your struggle, my brothers and sisters, mental or emotional or physical or otherwise, do not vote against the preciousness of life. Trust in God. Hold on in his love. Know that one day the dawn will break brightly and all shadows of mortality will flee. Though we may feel we are all like a broken vessel, we must remember that vessel is in the hands of the divine potter. Broken minds can be healed just the way broken bones are broken and bro bones and broken hearts are healed. While God is at work making these repairs, the rest of us can help by being merciful, non-judgmental, and kind. Um, I wanted to read another scripture to you before I end today in third Nephi, and it's about the savior. And if you remember, he comes, and this is in uh, chapter 17, and he is teaching the people. And he says, go ahead and go to your homes and think about what I've said. And it says that when he had thus spoken, he cast his eyes round about again, the multitude and behold, they were in tears. And he did look steadfastly upon them as if they would ask him to tarry a little longer with him. And he said unto them, behold, my bowels are filled with compassion towards you. 
Have ye any that are sick among you? Bring them hither. Have ye any that are lame or blind or halt or maimed or leprous or that are withered or that are deaf or that are afflicted in any manner? Bring them hither and I will heal them. For I have compassion upon you. My bowels are filled with mercy. And it came to pass that when he had thus spoken, all the multitude with one accord did go forth with their sick and their afflicted and their lame and with their blind and with their dumb and with all them that were afflicted in any manner. And he did heal them every one as they were brought forth unto him. And they did all, both they who had been healed and they who were whole bowed down at his feet and did worship him. And as many as could come to the multitude to kiss his feet insomuch that they did bathe his feet with their tears. I love that end part. It says those who had been healed and those who were whole. We need to have love and compassion for each other. And in the last thing that I want to read to you is back in the beginning when Elder Holland in his quote, he said, and this is what I just want you to know. You know, we don't always know when our loved ones or friends or ward members are going through something really, really hard. We need to have compassion. We need to be kind. We need to hold back on judgment. We're not inside their head. We're just only seeing outward behavior. We don't might not understand, but we need to be like the savior. So this last paragraph I want to read again is from Elder Holland's talk in October 13. In striving for some peace and understanding in these difficult matters, it is crucial to remember that we are living and chose to live in a fallen world where the divine purposes, our pursuit of godliness will be tested and tried again and again. Of greatest assurance in God's plan is that a savior was promised, a redeemer who through our faith in him would lift lift us triumphantly over these tests and trials, even though the cost to do so would be unfathomable for both the father who sent him and the son who came. It is only an appreciation of his divine love that will make our own lesser suffering first bearable, then understandable, and finally redemptive. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful day. I am so grateful that you listened to my latest podcast. Please share these episodes with your family and friends. I look forward to being with you again soon. Have a great day.